How are you guys doing this morning? I, I, in fact, I shouldn't say guys. How is everybody doing this morning? I hope you, uh, I hope you slept well. And if you did not sleep well, I hope you got enough caffeine to compensate for that. Um, yeah, you know, I was just thinking about it's. This is beautiful, you guys. I mean, those of you that have been with us before, we've had some really interesting weather out here before. But I mean, there was rain the other day, and then there was wind, and and here we are. God loves dirt. I mean, that, that's all I can say is he loves this event. And uh, consistently, we've had, I mean, yeah, over the years, we've had rough weather, and it's always been clear for the messages. And it's been, you know, a little cold. But, uh, you know, God provides. He takes care of us. And I don't know about you, but I love being out here. Uh, Scott and I are riding together with my son. And even as we start getting closer, you know, we're coming down the 86. And I'm like, oh, man, this just feels good. And the closer we got to this spot the better it felt. And I don't know if you guys feel that. Some of you, it's your first time coming. Some of you have been coming for years, but it's just really good to be out here. So that's part of enjoying the ride, right? Is getting there and, and getting geared up and getting all your stuff staged and enjoying the ride. So I hope you're out here to enjoy the ride. And we're going to continue to talk about enjoying the ride of life. But first, I was going to do this last night, but it was a little dark and a little cold. I need to, there's, there's like lollipops all over here. Um, I need to know, uh, I need to find out who my people are. And this is really going to tell you how old I am, but I've had a lot of bikes through the years. I've been enjoying the ride since I was really small. And um, I just want to, I've had some odd bikes. So i got to find out, raise your hand if you've had the same bike. So has anybody had a doodle bug? Now that's one of those little lawnmower Tecumseh powered, you know, you pull the cord and all that kind of stuff. Anybody had one of those? Look at that. Yeah, John's got one. Yeah. I can see you with that sweatshirt on on that thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, in the 70s. Um, okay, so Doodlebug, uh, that's where it all kind of started. And um, so after that, I had a Rupp. Does anybody even know what a Rupp is? Yeah, yeah, we are odd people. Yes, those are odd bikes. And I don't even know how I got it, where it went. I don't know, but that was just a weird machine. Um, and then, man. Then I transitioned to the 1969, it doesn't have to be the same year, 1969 Honda Z50A. How many had a Honda Z50 growing up? Oh, I'm surprised. I thought more people would have the Honda. Okay, and then what about, okay, Honda Trail 70. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh-huh, yeah, I'm getting more. Okay, and there's other bikes and everything, but then, then I, I turned to the dark side for a little while and had a 1983 Honda 185S all-terrain cycle. Huh? Yeah, I know Scott Burnett. Yeah, we're brothers there. That's right. How many had those dangerous death traps? Three-wheelers. Look, how many three-wheelers out there? Yeah, and we lived. I mean, actually, we're the only ones that lived through it, though. There actually would have been like twice as many people, but the rest passed away because they're just so dangerous. So... And there was more bikes after that, but I, I just, I, I wanted to see, you know, who, who I have in common with. So, um, enjoying the ride. We talked last night, and we're going to continue to talk about John 10.10. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, and I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly. We're talking about abundant life. Last night, we talked about how when life is not treating you so well, and it, how, how to have an abundant life when it's actually hard in life. And that's usually the scenario, to be honest. It's usually pretty hard. We've got hiccups, we've got ups and downs, we've got bumps in the road and everything. And how we can continue to have abundant life in Christ while we're having a hard time. We talked about, uh, where is it? 
uh, the GPS and the map and having, having a true north, having, having something that we base our truth on, that we're spending time in, that doesn't change. And it's based on God's word instead of the world where truth changes and it turns and everything and, and it wants to take us a different direction. So we talked about that last night. Um, I was thinking about the things that, that make up an, an epic ride. Today I want to talk about uh, one of my most favorite rides. And to be honest, I was like, man, most of my rides are my favorite rides. There's always like something like, oh, yeah, we did that or we did that or this broke and blew up, uh, you know. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things like fishing, you know, the worst day riding is still better than the, the best day working, right? And, um, but the things that make up an epic ride, you know, and the first thing I thought of is, your, is the people that you ride with, your friends. Uh, sometimes it's the scenery. Sometimes it's going places you've never seen before with just epic scenery. Um, equipment working well or when it breaks to have exactly the right tool, you know. I mean, it's usually a zip tie and duct tape, but, um, but to have the right tools to fix it and you're like... Wow, we did that, you know? Um, The experiences along the way, the struggles, the stories you tell afterwards. And for me, it's usually the destination and the adventure, okay? That's that's kind of the thing that makes, that goes from a a typical ride to an epic ride is like, okay, we've got this destination. Maybe I've never been there before, but hey, you know, we're planning this adventure. And that for me, I don't know about you. Some people like to circle around a track all day long. That's just not me. I like the destination. I like going somewhere I've never been before, experiencing something uh, with friends, seeing new scenery, that kind of thing. Uh, So uh, this one ride that was uh, just particularly epic, one of my favorites, happened years ago. Uh, My friend Brad Hisgen and I, we were planning this thing for over a year, and we rode from Hume Lake. Our goal was to ride from Hume Lake all the way to Yosemite National Park on as much dirt as possible. We did have to get on some street, uh, but we were trying to uh, ride all the way there. And um, I, I'm, I'm trying to think, so many epic things happened. We, it was a 180-mile trip. We squeezed it into 300 miles. Uh, so that was all the detours and misadventures and all this kind of stuff. So we rode 300 miles on dirt all the way to Yosemite. Um, I mean, it started out with, there were supposed to be three of us, and the third guy, he actually ended up um, breaking his ankle or knee or something like that. He had come all the way to Hume. He had brought in a brand new KTM 350 right when they came out, and uh, I mean, decked it out. I mean, put everything in this thing, and he can't ride it. Well, it just so happened that my bike, I don't even remember what was wrong, that something was wrong with it, and it was a little bit questionable, and he just turned to me, he's like, I can't ride, but I bought this brand new bike for the ride. I really want you to ride it. And after me saying no several times, he's like, I'm not going to take no. You're riding this bike. It was epic. It was awesome. So here I am on this 300-mile ride. We've been planning for a year, and uh, I'm riding a brand-new bike that I didn't even own. Um, And then uh, it was a two-day ride, so a friend of ours says, yeah, I've got a fifth wheel out in Dinky Creek. It's just sitting there in the forest. You should spend the night at our fifth wheel. So we were planning on spending in tents and, you know, carrying everything. And uh, instead, we spend the night in his fifth wheel. And he goes, yeah, by the way, it's stocked with meat. It's got bacon. It's got steak. You just, if you can find it, you cook it, you know. And so we're out there in the middle of nowhere that night. And, um, you know, we're like, man, this is awesome. We got all the meat we can eat. We're in a fifth wheel. And he comes driving up. He spends two and a half hours driving up just to give us a fresh raspberry pie for our ride. I mean, I was like, who does this? This is awesome, you know? So it's just kind of one thing after another. And we did have things like blowouts, but we, we were able to repair 
Um, at one point, we actually lost the GPS that had all the tracks. My friend Brad was in the front. He had all the tracks. I didn't have the tracks. He lost his GPS. Took us an hour and a half, but we found it. We kept going. Um, and uh, then in the end, uh, we, you know, we pop out into Yosemite and I, I really thought, you know, we'd like pop out at the entrance station or something like that. Those of you who have been to the, the uh, Yosemite, you know there's a golf course right there. We popped out on the golf course. I mean, it was like we're riding dirt bikes across a golf course. This is incredible. <laughs> and so anyways, it was this epic ride. It was great company. It was great scenery, great destination. And, and here's one other thing that was a part of it. That was a real game changer, and uh, this is way back when my friend Brad introduced me to the Senna. How many of you have some kind of Bluetooth communication on your helmets? Okay, if you don't, you gotta get them. They're a game changer. So uh, right before the ride, he goes, "Hey, um, I've got I've got the Senna, and um, you know, strap it on your helmet, put it on, and everything." And quite honestly, it was a game changer because we spent two days, 300 miles, and we were able to communicate the whole time. Now, I've grown up my whole life riding, and, and you know the typical communication, like, you know, that kind of thing. You know, you're, you're, you're doing all the physical things you can to everybody behind you to get that communicated, and hopefully somebody doesn't end up in a ditch or hitting a car or something like that. And it was a game changer. Suddenly, we're not only giving each other directions, and he's saying, hey, watch out, there's a ditch on the right, big rock on the left, you know, shoot straight through it, whatever. Or, hey, we're making a big turn over here, this is our trail, whatever. He's communicating um, things I need to know. But even on top of that, we started talking about life. I mean, it's crazy. We're riding motorcycles, we're having the best time, and it's like, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, you know, but there's this, you know, and and... We had two days of actually being in each other's head, talking back and forth, and it was a total game changer. That ride would have been completely different, and it still would have been great. It still would have been epic, but it would have been completely different if, it, if we were still doing the hand signals, and then for you know eight, ten hours a day or whatever we were riding, um, we weren't even communicating. But instead, we actually became even, we were good friends, but we came even closer friends, and we got to know even more about each other, not to mention along the way, as there was hazards ahead, he was leading, as there was hazards, hazards ahead, he could tell me, and it was no big deal for me. I'm like, okay, yeah, easy. I can get around that tree just like you did, or, oh, he takes a really bad line, and he's like, don't take this line. Okay, I'm taking the other line, you know, and it was a total game changer and made that 300-mile trek even better. So, yeah, that's not a commercial for Senna's, but, man, if you don't have one, uh, get one. So, what I want to talk about this morning is abiding. And the verse we're looking at this morning is John 15, 4. Abide in me and I in you. This is Jesus talking. Abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you. Unless you abide in me, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him. There's a lot of abides, by the way. But here's the good part. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And I looked up Webster's this morning, and the Webster's definition for abide, just so we're all on the same page, continuing on for a long time, enduring to conform to. And uh, it's not only this verse in John 15, but the whole passage, he says, abide in me, remain in me, stay in me. And the best analogy that I could, I could come up with was 
when we suddenly strapped on these Bluetooth devices and we were able to communicate, we were abiding for two whole days. Pretty much every thought that I had that I, that I wanted to say out loud, I said to him. Same thing with, with him to me. And we were able to abide and we got to know each other uh, more and more. And um, abiding really equals time and communication. It's not just that one shot. It's, it's uh, continuing to talk, continuing uh, in that relationship with Christ. So abiding equals time and communication. Um, so in that analogy, you know, Brad and I are talking for days and we're, we're, we're getting to know each other and we're hearing each other. He was pretty much the only voice that I had in my head. Now, there was times we didn't talk, obviously, and there's things I'm thinking about, that kind of thing. But for two days, he was kind of the only voice that I had. So when he told me to go a direction, I automatically went that direction because we were abiding. We, were, we had spent that kind of time and everything. And you guys have that choice to abide. Um, you're either going to, you're going to abide in something, by the way. It's not like, hey, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just disconnected for everything. No, you're going to abide in something because the world has a message. Christ has a message and the world has a message. And I got to tell you, the world is trying to make Christ's message so cluttered, so distracted, so disjointed, so hard to hear even at times. And it's making the world's message, Satan's message, so clear and so prevalent and so much in our face. And we spend so much time with it, whether we like it or not. The world's message is we're just inundated and we hear it so much that in my life, a lot of times it's a lot easier for me to abide in the world's message. What I see on Facebook, what I watch on YouTube, what I see on advertisements, what, you know, whatever it is that there's, there's so much time that I spend hearing the world's message and not all of it is bad. I mean, that's how try to get, you know, that's how Satan tries to get you in. He doesn't, he doesn't just start off with full on, like, this is terrible. You're going to love it. You know, instead he goes, Hey, this, you know, this isn't so bad. And the world's message, Satan's message, is striving for our time as well and wants us to abide in it, to the definition, continue in it and that kind of thing. So you guys have a choice in life as we're enjoying the ride. You know, a lot of times when the ride is easy and we're really enjoying it, it is so easy to just go, yeah, this is what I hear. This is, this is, this is what the world's saying I need. This is what the world's saying that I want. And, and we start abiding in that worldly message. And unfortunately, it's, it's actually pretty hard sometimes to abide in what Christ wants because it takes effort. It's not, it's not, it's not just easy as flipping a switch and going, okay, I'm going to put on a Bluetooth device and I'm going to hear God's voice in my head all day long. I mean, actually, that'd be kind of cool if it was just that easy. We just go, okay, click, but it's not. And it's, and it's kind of hard. Um, we were riding yesterday and, uh, uh, those of us that ride together, we typically have these Senna Bluetooths, and um, there's this tradition that we have with the Senna's, and it's it's kind of this horrible tradition that we we absolutely hate is pairing these devices. Okay, so uh, if if you've ever paired one of these Bluetooth devices, it's not an easy thing. Now, one or two, maybe not too bad. You get into three or four, I think they could even take up to five. It's painful. Okay. Every time. And, and it's probably especially painful for the other people that we're riding with that don't have them, but, uh, we're all sitting there. Okay. Everybody's just imagine we're over there. Everybody's geared up. We're ready to go. Uh, bikes are warmed up. And then somebody goes, okay, let's pair the centers. And everybody goes, Oh, 
yeah, they're going to do that again. And it takes us like a half hour. We're like, okay, there was a video that we connected. Wait, where's that video? Or no, let's try. I think it was you press this, you tap this once or twice, and then you tap this one. And okay, turn them all off again. Let's reset. Let's start. And that was the observation yesterday was that it was actually really a pain to get these centers working all together and communicating and everything. And, and I thought about the message. I thought about standing up here this morning and I thought, yeah, that's, that's actually part of the analogy is this whole abiding in Christ. It's not easy. It's not just flip a switch, turn it on. And now I'm abiding in Christ. It actually takes effort. It takes time. It takes time out of our schedule. It takes sacrifice to abide in Christ. Again, the world's trying to make it really, really easy to listen to their message. And unfortunately, it's getting harder and harder and harder to listen to Christ's message. But it's so worth it. That was the other thing is we drove out of here. We finally got these centers connected. It's such a game changer uh, for somebody in the front to be able to communicate to somebody who's halfway in the middle to communicate to somebody who's in the rear going, hey, wait, 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 hold on. We're losing people or you got to slow down or, hey, um, you know, the person ahead is like, hey, we're, we've, we've got we've to uh, turn left because we can't go right, that kind of thing. It's a game changer as we're writing. And it's a game changer in life if you're abiding in Christ, but it's not easy. You have to make the time. You have to make the effort, but it's so worth it. You talk about enjoying the ride. Christ says, I want you to have an abundant life. Well, that's how you do it. Abundant life does not come easy. It comes with a lot of work because like we said last night, there's challenges, there's hard things, that kind of thing. You've got to stay connected. You've got to spend time communicating with God. Um, The other thing... The other thing from that ride is, who are you following? So most of my life, um, as I got older, um, I ended up leading most rides. I don't know why, but maybe it's because I just didn't like dust, and I ended up in the front. How many, how many always want to lead because you don't like the dust? Yeah, let's admit that. Um, but uh, a lot of times, often just ended up leading rides. And when I ride with my buddy, Brad Hiskin, he's my crazy friend, okay? He's a guy that just, just, he can outride me every day of the week while he's sleeping. I mean, it's just crazy. And so when I ride with Brad, I just let him go. I'm like, dude, this guy's planned. He's got the tracks, all this kind of stuff. So when I say we planned for a year, I mean, Brad planned for a year. <laughs> and I kind of like, yeah, I'm coming. Um, and, um, and it was, it was amazing to follow him. Like I said, he had all the tracks. He's communicating to me and everything. And I thought about it. Some of the some of the most fun, enjoyable rides that I've had, I actually wasn't leading. I was following because for once, I didn't have to plan the ride. I didn't have to make sure all the people behind me were okay. I I you know I didn't have to. I, I didn't feel that responsibility to make it all work to put it together. Or you know, you come to a crossroads and you go, oh man, my GPS isn't catching up. Do I go right? Do I go left? I gotta go. I've got to, you know, let me go down this way. Oh, oh, we made the wrong turn. We're going this way. And I didn't have to feel any of that. And I followed Brad for 300 miles. He was in the lead the whole time. I followed him for two days. And I'm telling you, it was it was kind of the most relaxing ride. Even when we made a wrong turn. Or had to figure out a detour because of a, a landslide or rocks or whatever. It was it was still the most enjoyable ride because I was following somebody that I knew, number one, that he knew where he was going. He spent time planning this. He had the tracks. He had actually the truth on his GPS. And and he's telling me in my ears, you know, where I need to go. And so my question to you is, who are you following? Because like abiding, 
the world wants us to follow them and actually makes it very, very easy to follow the world, the world's messaging, the world's, uh, the, the things that we need to have or do or whatever. It makes it so easy to go, yeah, I'm going to follow the world because I see that and I want that or I need that. And, and, we, and we start following the world's message. But I, I'm telling you that um, as we enjoy the ride, as Christ says, hey, I want to give you an abundant life. If you want an abundant life amidst all the struggles and pain, if you want an abundant life at some point, at some point, you've got to follow Christ. And I say that to people that know Christ and are believers and people that aren't believers. At some point, if you want that abundant life, you're going to have to give up control because you're, you're probably, well, you're following one of, of three scenarios. You're either leading yourself and you're trying to make every decision and you're, you're just following your lead. You're on the, you're on the throne, you know, you're on the top, you're the king and, and you're making those decisions and you're leading and you're, you're, you know, sometimes you make good decisions, sometimes you don't, but you're, you're the one and you're in the lead and you're making all those decisions. Or maybe you've given up and, and you're like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of leave my life, but you know, uh, my friends do this. Uh, culture says I need to do this. Uh, the people I go to school with or work or whatever, they do this. And you're following that worldly trajectory. And you may not have even said, hey, I'm just going to follow the world. You probably didn't say that. But by your lifestyle, you're going, yeah, I'm, I'm, allowing, I'm allowing the world to dictate what I want, what I do, how I do it, whether that's friends, whether that's media, uh, whether, you know, whatever messaging is out there, you're, you're starting to follow the world or you're already, you're already deep in it. And then the third one is to at some point go, hey, I need to follow Christ, I, I, need to, I need to stop this. And I'm talking to both believers and unbelievers because we can be believers and believe in Christ and have accepted Christ as our Savior and be saved and still be following what the world wants. And there's those of you that, um, that don't know Christ and we're going to talk about that tonight. Beaver Fleming's going to come. It's going to be awesome. He's from Nitro Circus. The guy is the real deal. It was awesome talking to him on the phone and I, I don't know, maybe I'll kill part of his message, but I was, my question to, to Beaver Fleming was, dude, you are in it. Nitro Circus. I mean, he's in it with that crowd that they do anything and everything, okay? And I was like, dude, how do you keep your walk with God solid when the world is constantly inundating you with anything and everything? He lives in that culture. And I loved his answer. So I may be killing his message a little bit, but anyways, his answer was, he picks up, this is on a Zoom call, he picks up his Bible and he says, this is it right here. He says, I have to stay connected to God's word. I have to hear that messaging louder than I hear the world's messaging. And I was like, oh, you're the man. We got to get you out here, you know? Uh, Justin was the one that did it, but this is just, you guys want to listen to Beaver Fleming. His, his testimony is awesome, but that, that was his answer that, yeah, I, I'm not in the lead. God's in the lead, and I've got to be listening to him. You know, so that's, that's my challenge to you guys this morning is, number one, who are you abiding with? Who, who are you getting your messaging from? Who is your Bluetooth connected to? I want you to think about that today as you're riding, as you got helmet time, as you're out there doing stuff. I want you to think, 
who am I abiding with? What messaging am I plugged into? Whether I chose to or not, where am I getting my messaging from? Where am I getting the, spending the majority of my time? Who am I listening to? Am I listening to the world or am I abiding with Christ? Because in uh, John 15, he says, if you're not connected, it, it actually says you can't do anything. You're not going to be able to walk with Christ. So the two questions to think about today while you're writing is who are you abiding in? And then who are you following? It's very, very similar. They could almost be the same thing, but who are you biting in? Who, what messaging are you listening to? And then who's leading? Who's in the lead? Who are you following? You following yourself? You following the world? Or are you working hard to follow Christ? It's not an easy journey. And uh, yeah, so let me close in a word of prayer. Those are things that you need to think about tonight. Don't forget tonight, Beaver Fleming's gonna be here. It's gonna be awesome. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for... Number one, just this beautiful day out being able to ride in the desert. Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for um, being our good shepherd. Thank you for wanting to give us an abundant life in the midst of all the struggles, all the hard things. Lord, we're weak. Help us to listen to your messaging and not the world's messaging. Help us to abide with you. Help us to follow you as the leader, Lord. We oftentimes know the right thing to do, but it's so hard to make it happen in our lives. Lord, I pray that you would give us um, those ideas today, how to, how to walk with you, how to follow you, how to plug in with you, Lord. We love you. We thank you for giving us this experience. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.